Truth in History with Charles A. Jennings. Welcome to Truth in History. Do you realize that there are some Christians that believe that Jesus was not God? I was somewhat taken back when I first heard this from some people. They believe the Bible. They say they do. But they believe that Jesus is not God. There was no divinity in Him at all. Some of them believe that He was born just natural, a natural birth, and He became God. I don't know how that happened, but that's what they say. He became God somehow. And others believe that he was just uh, a messenger of God. And one man sent me some really nicely four-color printed material that he had made up explaining all the things that Jesus did but he was not God. There was no divinity in him. He just did it as an anointed son. But folks, I believe that Jesus was God. I believe that he is God and that he has always existed. And he as a man was God but yet 100% human, 100% man, and 100% God at the same time. That's the miracle of the virgin conception and the virgin birth of Jesus. And I'd like to go through some verses of Scripture concerning Jesus in the Old Testament. And this is going to be brief and incomplete. But as we look in Genesis chapter number three, we know the story how Eve ate the fruit. Won't go into that. She ate the fruit. She gave it to her husband, Adam, and he did eat. And the Bible tells us in Genesis 3, 6, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit, did eat, gave also unto her husband, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened and they knew that they were naked. Somehow, when they sinned, they had a spiritual perception that they were naked they were exposed into or before the gaze of a holy God. And they sewed leaves, fig leaves together, made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And you may say, well, who was this walking, this voice that was walking? I believe it was the voice of Jesus Christ. 
Now, how do I know? Well, I can't definitely prove to anyone, but you see, there is only one God. Deuteronomy 4, 6, the whole Hebrew concept of God is built upon monotheism. There is only one God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one Lord. It wasn't God number one, and then God number two, and God number three. No, it was one God in three manifestations. Now, this voice called to Adam and Eve. In Acts chapter 9, that same voice called to Saul, the man that later became known as Paul. So that voice called to them. I believe it was the voice of Jesus Christ. Well, there's other passages that we could read, but let's go to Genesis 18. Verse 1, And the Lord appeared unto him, that is Abraham, in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground. And he immediately said, stay for lunch. My wife will fix something for us to eat. Well, as the conversation goes on between Abram and these three men, one was the spokesman. And in verse number 13, I'm, I'm not telling the whole story, just pointing out the highlights. And the Lord said unto Abraham, the Lord, what well, the Lord was one of those three men. And in the King James Bible, L-O-R-D is all in caps. And the Lord said unto Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I can do that. I can give her a son in her old age. I can do that. That's what the text implies. And in verse number 17, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? And he sent the two men down to check out the situation in the city of Sodom. They were angels, no doubt. But Jesus Christ was there. He was the Lord. And verse number 22, but Abraham stood yet before the Lord, not an angel, but the Lord. Verse 25, shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Verse 26, the judge of all the earth. And the Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, etc. Verse number 33, and the Lord went his way. 
This was none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. And he came in the form of a man before his virgin birth. It's what we call a theophany. Well, in the book of John, we read in John chapter 8, the discussion between the Pharisees and Jesus concerning his age. And the Jews said unto him, Now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead. Because Jesus had said, If you believe on me, you'll live forever. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead? Who do you make yourself? In verse number 56, he said, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. When did he see his day? He saw him as he sat in the tent door in the plains of Mamre. In verse number 57, Then said the Jews, You're only 50 years old at the most. Hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Verily I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. I am. Well, in Exodus chapter 3, we see the account of Moses at the burning bush. And Moses is keeping the flock of his father-in-law. Exodus 3, verse 2, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire. But when we come to verse 4, And when the Lord saw that he turned aside, when the Lord saw that Moses turned aside, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father. So was it, an, it says, an angel appeared, an, a messenger appeared, but the voice was the voice of God himself. And in verse number six, he says, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Moses hid his face, and he was afraid to look upon God. That flaming fire in that bush, that angel, was Jesus Christ. And the Lord, or God, told him, go set my people free. Go down there. And he says, whom shall I tell who sent me? What is his name? Verse 14, And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. And Moses said moreover unto, and God said moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me unto you. This is my name forever. It was a theophany, an appearance of Jesus Christ before his physical birth. We go to the book 
of Joshua, chapter 5. Joshua is preparing to cross over the Jordan to go into the Canaan land. Joshua 5, verse 13. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, there stood a man, a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Are you for us or against us? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What hath my Lord unto his, what saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. Joshua fell on his face and worshiped. You don't worship angels. You only worship deity, the Lord God Himself. This was none other than Jesus Christ, who is the captain, the captain of the Lord's host. This Jesus Christ is the captain of the host of the army of the Lord. And Joshua recognized him as so and worshiped. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 6. We all know this story well. In the year that King Uzziah died, in the year that King Uzziah died, he said, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, and above stood the seraphims, and his train filled the temple. And one cried to another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Isaiah said, In the year that King Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. He saw the Lord. Well, Jesus comments on this in John chapter 12. And this is what Jesus said. Now, in John chapter 12, verse number 41, these things said Isaiah when he saw his glory and spake of him. Whose glory did Isaiah see? He saw the glory of Jesus Christ. Now, the verses in John concerning the blinding of the eyes and the hardening of the heart actually come from Isaiah chapter 6. So it sets the context. It sets the place. It sets the scene upon which Jesus is speaking when it says that Isaiah saw the Lord and Jesus comes along and the writer says, Isaiah saw his glory, Jesus' glory. And 
spake of him. He wrote of him. You see, that's the beauty of Scripture, is to know that our God lives and lived from everlasting past, and presently He lives, and He lives to everlasting future. In Ezekiel chapter 1, we see another scene of majestic glory. In Ezekiel chapter 1, starting basically in the middle of the story, verse 26, And above the firmament that was over their heads was the likeness of a throne as the appearance of sapphire. Sapphire was the stone that represented the tribe of Dan. Judgment. And upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness of the appearance of a man above it. And I saw as the color of amber, as the appearance of fire round about within it, from the appearance of his loins even upward, and from the appearance of his loins even downward, I saw as it were the appearance of fire, and had, it had brightness round about as the appearance of the bow that is in the cloud in the day of rain, so was the appearance of the brightness round about. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell upon my face, and I heard a voice of one that spake. Now, what are we going to do How are we going to look at this scripture when we compare it to Revelation chapter 1? We see this, basically the same scene in Revelation chapter 1 and verse number 10. John said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. And this is the voice saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. What thou sawest, write in a book and send it to the seven churches. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks, and in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man. Who was on the throne in Ezekiel's vision? One like unto a man. The Son of Man. The appearance of Jesus in His humanity. Clothed with the garment down to the foot and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and His hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and His eyes were as a flame of fire and his feet like unto fine brass as it burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shining in his strength. That was just like Matthew 17 in the transfiguration of Jesus the brightness of his person 
and his clothes shined as the brightness as the sun. So comparing Ezekiel chapter one vision with Revelation chapter one vision, we see his loins. Yes, he was clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about the paps or his loins with a golden girdle is Revelation 1.13. And also a rainbow about his head or in the appearance of one of the day of rain is what it says in Ezekiel. So therefore, we also see that John heard a voice. Well, Ezekiel heard a voice. Adam heard a voice. You see, Joshua heard a voice. Moses heard a voice. Well, going back to Revelation 1, verse 17, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. Well, what did Ezekiel do? And when I saw him, I fell upon my face. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. This has to be Jesus. You say, well, that was just God. Well, God never died. But Jesus, the son, died. But now he is saying, I was dead, but now I'm alive forevermore. I am he that liveth, was dead. Behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of hell and of death. This was definitely Jesus Christ. And we see this expanded upon in Revelation chapter 4. And it says in verse 2, And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper. That goes back to Ezekiel's vision. And a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne. That goes back to Ezekiel's. And the appearance of the bow that is in the cloud of the day of rain, says Ezekiel. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. And then the scene goes on. And then when we come to Revelation chapter 5, we see this one. In verse 5, one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, none other than Jesus Christ, as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. 
And when he had taken the book, the four beasts or the four living creatures and the four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps, and they worshiped. They worshiped. So this has to be Jesus Christ. He appeared in his humanity form as a man. He appeared as a man in his form of humanity. But yet they knew that he was of the lion. He was the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, and this one that like a lamb that had been slain, but now alive forevermore. And they worshiped him. They worshiped him. Joshua worshiped him. Isaiah saw his glory. Ezekiel fell on his face. This is none other than Jesus Christ in the Old Testament in theophany form coming to the children of the house of Eber, the Hebrews, and then Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and this one that we call Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. There he was, just a glimpse of his glory. So who do you see when you see, see Jesus? Do you see the politically correct little Jesus going around, handing out lollipops and kissing babies and hugging old women and, you know, everything will be all right and correcting racial injustices and social injustices and political injustices and things like that. Do you see a Jesus that is being preached from the big mega churches? Do you see a Jesus that is being preached by those that say, well, you know, he'll accept you as you are. You know, you're buddies with him. And like some of these television evangelists that have their dreams and their visions, which are, you know, probably a result of eating too many pork hot dogs the night before. And they go up and they tell jokes with Jesus. I don't believe those visions. I don't believe those so-called dreams because I see a Jesus that in the scripture that when Moses and Abraham and Isaiah and John and Ezekiel, when they saw him, they worshiped or they fell on their face in recognition of the majestic splendor of Jesus Christ. We cannot, in our sinful state, cannot exist. We, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to tolerate the, the splendor of his glory. That's why Peter, James, and John had to be kind of put to sleep, you know, because they couldn't stand the full image and the full radiance of the glory of Jesus Christ. So when, they hear, when you hear these television evangelists talking about, well, here comes Jesus, and, and he and I sat down on a bench together, and we told 
jokes to one another. That's blasphemy, folks. It's blasphemy. I don't care how much, how much, quote, evidence they have. They go to heaven and they stay for five and six hours. It's nothing but hallucinations. That's all it is. It's bad dreams. It's, it's, it's uh, their own imagination to convince people that they're spiritual for you can shell out the corn, that you can uh, take out your wallet and produce the leaves of the cabbage and put it in the offering plate. Folks, we serve a Jesus Christ who is God himself. The majestic splendor of his person someday we shall see. Hallelujah. If you would like a magazine from this ministry, please write us. We will send it free of charge in each uh, future edition. We'll send it to you. If you don't want it, just call us up, send us an email and say, take my name off. But until he comes, we, we work, we serve, we worship this one who paid the price on Calvary for our redemption. And someday the Bible tells us we shall see him face to face. God bless.